Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast on everything. This episode is called Last Week Tonight, but better because John Oliver sucks now. So we got to throw him under the bus and make something better than what he is doing. Um, it used to be a great show. Don't know if it still is. Brady Wyant is with me. Howdy. Guys, Thanks for having me again. No problem. You guys might remember him. From some past episodes, he also met Dave Chappelle with me last year in Austin, Texas. Um, highlight of the 2020 year for both of us, probably, I would assume. It still carries over. I tell people, I'm like, you know Dave Chappelle? They're like, "That's yeah, I love Dave Chappelle. I'm like, well, we actually met him about 20 minutes away from here. And they're like, no way, that's great. And, you know, they, they I wish we would have said more. But Captain Hindsight's always twenty twenty, you know? Yeah. Like, if we had short skirts and were female, we would have talked to him for a lot longer than what we did. But And he would have talked to us, I'm sure, a lot more <laughs> than we said hi and bye. So. Yeah. I mean, the bouncer, <laughs> the bouncer wasn't the friendliest, but I guess that's his job is to prevent people like us from talking to Especially people wearing masks everywhere. You don't know who's hiding what. So I understand completely. And it was a good moment for sure. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm assuming John Oliver doesn't completely suck for the record. He might be still pretty good. But this is kind of a show similar to his. We're going to discuss all the things that happened in the last week. But we are going to be super impartial because that's how we are. So I'm just kidding. We're going to be very partial. <laughs> um, so that's the good you, part about it. Yeah, so we're gonna you always have, be honest. So, if you've not been paying attention to the last week or maybe two, then this is the episode for you. If you have followed everything, well, now you can get our take on seven topics we have going on right now. Um, the first and probably the most important to the world is Britney Spears. No, I'm just kidding. Is the Olympics. <laughs> the Well, it may not uh, be the most important thing, but it's the most televised thing for sure. Yes, it's on every NBC channel and side channel, which is like the golf channel, the rifle channel. I don't know how many other channels NBC has, but it is a lot. And there's a lot of... We watched fencing a little bit earlier, and that was interesting because... It's interesting to watch something that you have no idea how it's played, <laughs> conducted, scored, who's good in it. You just see people happy once it's over, and I guess they won. So it's so a it's pretty like, interesting field. When you're watching a sport that you've never seen or understand the rules, do you start going, be like, man, he should have done this and this, or she should have, like, what is this person doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like in fencing, I was like, don't let the guy poke you. Isn't it just like you're <laughs> sword fighting? Like, like, it's easy. Just block the sword and step back and, you know, do what you got to do, like Game of Thrones. But yeah. I think there's a little bit more to it than that. Yeah, you start becoming like a coach and you're like, you literally got like three minutes of viewership and understanding of this. And you want to tell this person that's been training for 15 years of their life <laughs> what they're doing wrong. <laughs> and we could say armchair quarterback all day, but I don't know what the term would be for somebody in the fencing genre. They're like, all right, well. It'd be interesting to do. I mean, I told, uh, not to disrespect any of the athletes because they all work hard their whole lives and that's something that they're very good at. But I, I always said, how do you get into something like fencing? Like, do you just, 
it's not like you go outside with your friends, like baseball or basketball, pick it up and you want to play it. It's more like for fencing. How do you get involved into something where you're like, let's start from a young age and keep going up and you want to be really excelling at it. I guess we just haven't been ex- you know, exposed to it as much. Yeah, I don't know. There's only like select areas that you can do some of these sports. So like, <laughs> I'm assuming you have to have some sort of money to like do fencing because you, if you're not like right next to it, you're going to have to travel hours to do it. Like for instance, if you want to get into it, you just talk to your group of friends as they come over for some fencing and then just wear bee outfits, beekeeper outfits. And <laughs> that's basically you just poke each other with, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot to it, but it's just interesting to see these kind of sports that are never, you know, actually talk about to actually see how good they are. Yeah. And the other thing is like when you start talking about the outfits is every, like every sport has something improve upon it. Like hockey got lighter sticks or got like better pads is that coming out every year with fencing or has it been like they've been mastered in like the 1980s and like, it's the same type of thing. And the company is like, we've sold everything. We can't sell anymore. Unless someone. The demand is the the demand and the investment money is not there because nobody's (laughs) buying fencing equipment. Like they are soccer pads. So yeah. Um, Like, yeah. Well, like the 2020 edition, like what's different than that from the 2019, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) updated the mesh to actually let you breathe through it while you're playing and sweating and doing what you got to do. But I think the crazy, I think the sensors and stuff are better because the way that they have the people hooked up, I mean, it's like one of those, you know, thicker outfits. I think it's all touch sensitive sensors and it also keeps track of where they get poked and like if it's a strike or not. I don't know. There's a certain point system that I don't know about 20 years ago, I'm sure. So. Yeah, that's a good point. So um, as we talk about the Olympics, they are taking place in Tokyo, Japan. And this was supposed to happen last year. And then people decided that their health and safety was more important. So they canceled it, started it this year. Um, No fans. I don't know how that is going, but I'm assuming this is a bloodbath to the economy of what Tokyo and Japan thought it was going to get by hosting the Olympics. And now, you know, it's the, they are, I believe they're the ones that aren't inviting people. Uh, I believe that's correct. And they actually said uh, from an article a couple of days ago that they were within days of canceling the whole thing again, because the COVID cases are supposedly flaring back up again. Uh, and they were just like, Oh yeah. The, you know, I mean, imagine doing that when you qualify a couple of weeks ago and then they shut it down again. And you're like that athlete. You're like, all right, I just give, I'm going to retire from the sport immediately because this is too much time and effort for not being able to compete like you want. Yeah. And then you look at like the fringe sports that aren't popular in the U S like this is where they make a lot of their money with advertisements and they get known and it kind of can help bankroll. So like them not having the Olympics would be detrimental to their careers, you know? Um, Yep. So Olympics It'd started. Be terrible. Yeah, Olympics started on Friday. I got to be honest; I have not watched any um, anything from start to finish. I watched about thirty seconds of something. Um, wasn't that that exciting? Because it's just the start of it to me. Yeah, like the beginning is like, all right, it's the preliminaries. 
we'll get the sports that are kind of not interesting out of the way. <laughs> no offense to anybody out there that's a <laughs> badass air rifleist because, you know, you can shoot and do what you at. It's just uh, from a standpoint at home, it's not the most uh, exciting sports, you know? Yeah, I like I'm an American. I want to see action. Like looking at a person standing shooting a rifle or an arrow, like that's cool for about ten seconds. But you know, I'm not watching axe throwing on ESPN for two hours and enjoying it. I think what would make everything better, and I know the Olympic committee's gonna be disagreeing with me, is if you had everybody do the exact same sports, but with about five to ten drinks in them as they do it and see how well they do. I think they'd still be a lot of good athletes, but imagine running around shooting arrows when you have about 10 shots. And they'd be pretty <laughs> I don't know what the liability would be like, but that'd be pretty interesting for those uh, lower-tiered sports. And you have them doing like dizzy bat before they shoot, and then the <laughs> cameraman gets hit, and all of a sudden you're looking at the ceiling for its <laughs> extended like period for, of time. <laughs> what we should do is so you don't go home a loser. If you didn't place or get top three and get a medal, immediately if you're like under the top five, you get thrown off into the alternate um, Olympics. That's like the beer Olympics. And immediately you still compete. It's just you're drinking at the same time and you're having fun with it. You know, that'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. The, um, the other things I've learned about the Olympics this year is um, the controversy. A lot of it seems to be like U.S. related in terms of having people wanting to protest being told you can't, this is Olympics. We're above that to being told, all right, now you can do it. And then I was like, all right, now we can like show it on TV. So it's like, are people going to do it? Is this going to be the only thing people are going to talk about at the Olympics? Because that would suck as an athlete doing something. And all you're hearing about is like people protesting for some um, something political because um, that's not what the Olympics are about. They're kind of about, you know, bringing the best around the world, competing and being above politics. So it should be interesting to see what happens as the Olympics. You have a good point there because I didn't think of it in that angle because I know that I think there was preliminary talk of the U.S. Uh, boycotting the Olympics in China for the winter in like two years, right? Because of the way things have been going and the way that China's been doing, I guess, political stuff. But um, I was like, well, that would be cool. But then you realize, like, if you're that athlete, that you're two or three years into your training and you're, like, less than a year away from trying out for the Olympics and then all of a sudden politics wants to jump in the way, like you mentioned, you're going to be pretty pissed off because, you know, what does that have to do with the actual sport, which is true, so. Yeah, and I'm not – I'm not um, like taking a stand. I'm just saying it's interesting that like the Olympic committee can't make a decision. It's like, yes, one day it's no, the next, you know? So it's, so like, that's a, that's the controversy is they flip flop. Yeah. Um, and I get it. I think the Olympic committee wants to keep things more traditional so they can control it. And the fact that they don't want it to get it to be a big hoopla since it's supposed to be a pretty traditional you know, I think it's been around for, what, 150, 200 years or something? Or, like, yeah. 2,000 years, right? The Olympics? Yeah, like, the modern-day Olympics, I think, started in, like, 19-oh-whatever. But yeah. they did some sort of Olympics back in the day, which was, like, you know, running, throwing, some of the wrestling, which my 
which is another thing my buddy said it's like they make sports in the tiers now. Huh. Okay, I didn't realize that. Um, I guess on viewership and how many people would tune in. I think so. And then based on what your tier is, is like when you will be on TV and like what channels. Be interesting. That makes sense. So the, the Olympics have probably been modern times, 120, 130 years max, right? Because it's every four years. That's what, 30 Olympics maybe max for summer games and then another 30 for the winter games. They do it every four, depending on when that started. But one thing that uh, is interesting about that is Imagine if the Olympics that started in like the BC era of the Romans, imagine if it kept going. I want to see the Olympic times of people in the 17th century swimming laps. Like <laughs> they come in at like five minutes and then our people now are like a minute and 20 seconds just because <laughs> of technology and just knowing what to eat and not dying at yeah. 40. Yeah. And then they had like a coach. <laughs> had a coach. They're like, oh, he's 20. <laughs> Billy is 24 years old. He's already kind of got bad hips because he dies at 30 in those, in those years, you know? So. Yeah. But most, most of those players would have just been like one Olympic because they probably would have, you know, gone off to war within, <laughs> within the next four years or their country would have killed them because they didn't get the gold. Yep. Yep. That sounds about right. Cause back, I mean, no offense to anything else as far as for nationalism, but nationalism now compared to nationalism 50 or 30 years, even 20 years ago is, is a completely different thing. You no. Know? Um, and it's just one of those things where, um, with nationalism remember, so with September 11th, that brought a lot of people back into where American let's, you know, join and, uh, unite basically. And now everything's divided again as a country where people have different political views and I'm not sure when that's going to, you know, clear up, but the Olympics need to just focus on the sport, which I think they're doing a good job at. But one thing I want to see, and I know it's probably going to happen is, is there going to be an American athlete that kneels during the national anthem for social uh, injustice? What do you think? It's already happened with the U.S. women's soccer team. Wait, they did it during the Olympics? Yeah. And so this is why I haven't paid too much attention to the Olympics so far. is because, like, it started Friday, but there was games before Friday, before yeah. the ceremonies. And the U.S. women's team played Sweden before Friday, so I didn't think it counted, but I, it counted. It was part of the Olympics, and it was them, and I think the Swedish team also took a knee, um, that, and then uh, I think the other women's, a few other women's soccer games, other countries have been taking knees, too. So, so I don't know if it's an exclusive American to thing. Yeah, it's I don't like know if it's exclusive. Thing. Yeah, it might just be like women's soccer. I don't know if it's just that or not, but... um. I don't know if it's all for the same cause or if like other countries are trying to bring awareness for other issues. I have no idea. Well, I know with FIFA and like world cup and stuff like that, they always have to say no to racism before each match, where they all have it on their armbands and they have people sitting next to them. So it's a big thing that's been, you know, it's nothing new and recent. So it's been out there that, you know, on the world level, yes, it makes sense to do and do everything like that as far as uh, to add awareness. Um, it's just different on the Olympics and how, like, you know, if you're if you're on a nationalist team or a national team, how do you act or who's going to, you know, act out against that? Because I think if you did that, I don't think it'll be a, uh, not a death wish, but I don't think it'll be a, a, a kind of a ban type of thing, but it'll be interesting to see if how many people do it. 
compared to the years past, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the team sports, if you take them out and just say like individuals, that to me will be interesting. Like what individuals will do it and are they doing it kind of to get more publicity and get their name out there? Cause they're from like a sport no one pays attention to or like, are they genuinely doing it for a cause? And that's as, still um, going to be the fine line. Cause I know, I don't know. I, I don't think they'll pay too much attention to it. I'm sure they'll mention it in articles and stuff. It's just, I think, I mean, I think they said that there's 7,000 hours of Olympic coverage the next two weeks, oh. which is insane. That's like 24 times 14. I don't even know how they do that. I guess they're just recording hours upon hours, 20 hours a day for the whole time. So Yeah, but you also have like multiple sports going on at the same time. Yeah. I don't even honestly, I don't even know how many sports are in the Olympics anymore. Let's find out. Let's do a little changing. Google search in here. Let's see. And they change every four years because now skateboarding is one. Um, they have three versus three or three on three basketball. Have you seen that? Three-on-three three basketball? Yes, sir. Like playground basketball. Like you play out on the blacktop with three-on-three. Three. So they have that now. It's interesting. Like I saw... Ice Cube's league. Ice Cube's league is in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. I guess that's new this year. So it says right now, based off this July 23rd article on NBC Connecticut, uh, there's also mixed team relays and swimming and track. Uh, it's the biggest ever. It's 339 events. Across forty-one different sports. So coming up in the twenty twenty-four Olympics, Brady and I are creating a sport that will be in it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you, to be the best, <laughs> to be the best in the world, we're going to create our own sport. We, we're going to just start something brand new. So to be the best at it, you just got to start now, and you probably will be the best at it two years, so three yes. years. Um. After you lose a point, someone takes an object and throws it at you <laughs> as you're blindfolded. <laughs> That'd be cool. I don't know. We'll, we'll think we'll, we're on the very, very uh, early stages of finding this whole thing out. So it may not even be ready for another 10 years. I'm not sure, but it'd be a good idea to put something together. But uh, So there, there's four new uh, sports this year in the Olympics. It's skateboarding, surfing karate and sport climbing so i guess climbing's a sport i don't know how they do that now is okay i was gonna say is this like parkour but i guess not uh, well is it rock climbing is it timed rock climbing it is lead climbing speed climbing and bouldering well, they're they're all harnessed, so that's fine. But like, usually when you they take their time when they climb huge walls that I've seen. But Wouldn't that would be, be interesting to watch. Un, yeah, unharnessed climbing. <laughs> like if you fail, you literally die. If you, so I'll put it this way: there's no there's no heats or trials, dude. If you make it this far, <laughs> we're on TV. Free, it's called freeform climbing, I think. And there's a good, um, actually, one of the documentaries. I think it's called, let me see. What was it called? Out the show. It was very good, man. I think it won the Oscar for it. Let's see. As you're looking it up, how quickly do you think one of these winners will sell the gold medal? 
by the end of the year? Well, they'll have to pay the, the flight and the tickets, right? Like, I'm guessing I, by Christmas. <laughs> I'm thinking definitely one person has a string of bad luck and sells their gold medal before the end of the year. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think they'll still be riding up the Olympics. I think it'll take another couple of years, hopefully, that they uh, run <laughs> issues. But, yeah, so Free Solo is the documentary from 2018. Uh, it's basically a guy named Alex Honnold. Dude, he climbs a – see how far it was. It was far. It was like an 800-foot climb that he does just barehanded. And, like, that's what he does. So I don't want to give anything away, but it's, it's a very good uh, documentary about what everybody goes through because he has friends that are all professional rock climbers. They All all the people that he does it with, um, a lot of them don't use any safety equipment. They just do it with their hands and go up. So uh, it's kind of nerve-wracking when you're afraid of heights watching this movie. Academy Award. Yeah, won the Academy Award in 19. Um, anyways, let's get back on task. So we had the Olympics that we're discussing. What are your top three sports that you're interested in? To be honest, I'm not even interested in that. Ba- I like basketball, but I'm not interested in it on the world level just because um, I don't know. The top three sports I will be watching will be basketball. It'll be men's and women's. I'll be watching women's. And if it's boring, because like the U.S. women's are just kicking ass, then I'll probably try to see three-on-three basketball. Do those count as two different sports? I don't. I think so, actually. I think they have different crew, but... So I'll say those. Um, The other sports that I want to watch, I'll definitely watch the track and field at some point and see if... That one's going to be good. Yeah, I'll see if Usain Bolt repeats, but I don't think he's in this one. (laughs) Uh, He retired, I think, think, like... Seven or eight years ago, but he's still in all the commercials. So when you watch him, he's endorsed on a lot. Him and Michael Phelps. I just saw Michael Phelps on there, uh, yeah. commentary, and he's going to be doing the swimming, I think. Yeah, this is the downfall of freaking the Olympics. This is not like any big name person worldwide that I can safely say, oh, yeah, I want to watch them compete. Well, Simone Biles is competing now, but as far as everything else goes, track and field, there's people. Uh, the trials are really good, so I'm guessing track and field will be pretty interesting to watch for, like, you know, the 100 or 200 meter that's standard. They also have baseball, I think, in this one. Is that right? Tennis is in there. So I'm looking at the basketball at the Summer Olympics. Yeah. They actually had basketball in 1936 in the Summer Olympics. Really? Who won it that year? The U.S., 19 yeah. to 8. <laughs> Well, think about it. Did even when was basketball invented? Like twenty two or something by Naismith? I think it was invented in eighteen hundreds, but it wasn't popular until Uh, you know a certain time. But um, the U.S. has dominated. They got screwed out of nineteen seventy two. I remember that. So they literally would have won all the gold from thirty six to seventy six. Well, no, they yeah, and then they lost in 04. They got the bronze, which we may have another repeat of that this year with how they've been playing. Yeah, they normally win. Yeah, before we get into U.S. basketball, what sports are you going to watch? Um, oh, I might watch table tennis because watching them hit a, table, <laughs> a ball is ridiculous. Not going to um, lie, they have mountain biking too. That sounds cool. That'd be neat to watch because it's pretty much exciting. Uh, skateboarding and eh, not so much. 
Um, I think it depends on how far the Americans go to, though, because obviously if it's like a semifinal or final match, depending on what it is, it's easier to just tune in and check out. Yeah. Um, Swimming is always pretty good. Uh, tennis. What I, don't like, what I don't like about Olympic events is the subjective judges yeah. that have to make a decision because it's it's all based on what you think. Like in the boxing and stuff, like Roy Jones got screwed out of a title back in I think like the early 1990s, 1980s because of judges screwing him over. So I don't like watching those sports just because just because it's too subjective. There's not like a standard. This is what happens when you get this result. No, I agree 100%. And we, I was just discussing that before with uh, with the women's Olympic team. Like I'm like, I have no idea how what kind of sport this person is going to get. But it's like when they do, I guess they were doing the all-around, when they're on the four mats, do their dance, and then they run real quick and do flips and they have like two minutes to do their form scene. And I'm like, I have no idea, like as a, as a, as a person that tunes in every three or four years, is this going to be a 15? Is this a 15.2? Like, you know, how do you know, how do you judge the difficulty? How do you uh, judge the execution on a one to 10 scale with a point one being, you know, your scale. And then three, how are you going to say that's th- that this difficulty for this person is going to be harder to do for the next person. You know what I mean? Like it's all, it's all subjective. I'm like, man, that looks hard in general. But then they come onto that level and say, Hey, Simone Biles did this, even though she kind of fumbled twice, she still gets a much higher score than the girl that went before her who didn't mess up at all because it was a harder difficulty. So there's certain things that it's interesting to see. And like one other thing I wanted to get back on before we uh, lose touch on that one is, Imagine if you went home and it was like, I want to be a synchronized swimmer. Like, how do you get to be that? Like, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I guess if you like dancing and you like, you know, doing stuff that's good hand-eye work coordination and coordinating at all uh, as a dancer, you'd be good at synchronized swimming as well. Yeah. So let's take about two minutes to talk about U.S. basketball. Um they lost today, their third loss in four games, but this one truly counts. It's against Spain. Lost now, today seven. was France. Today was France. I believe so. Uh, Unless they yeah, lost sorry. again already. I was like, they just played Sp- I'm looking at the uh, old schedule that they just played. So they lost. they lost again twice in one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they lost to France today. They just played Spain over the weekend um, last week to warm up. So that was basically their – so they've had five games and they've lost three of them. Do you think they're going to win the gold? Um, it's hard to say because, like I said before, uh, a lot of these athletes, I guess every single team that's playing in the Olympics are mostly NBA stars, right? Like there's probably very few amateurs for some of these countries by now because there's so many uh, Europeans in the NBA, but – I, I, like I said, I think when I looked at the Olympic uh, roster, I'd say a third of them are from NBA Finals teams, which to me, you're playing year-round with like two or three days off from that NBA Finals, you know, between the Suns and the Bucks. I think you're going to be pretty tired. It's just like anything else, you know. You, you run out of gas after having that much excitement and playing for a championship, and then you got to go do it again for your country across the world. So I think it'll be interesting. 
I think for sure they can get the silver. I'm not sure about the gold, though. I haven't really seen them enough to play, but I have a feeling this can be like a silver medal team that's good. But I have a, there's going to be another team out there that's better teamwork than what our players are doing. And one thing I was mentioning, I talked to my father-in-law earlier today. The one thing that everybody was saying on the reviews, I haven't seen much of the game, but people were mentioning that the team had no heart to play. Like France came in, they had heart, they wanted to play, played as a team, and they, you know, if you want it bad enough, they got it. Whereas Team USA, I don't know how hungry they are. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they adapt. Yeah, I think without Curry and without LeBron, winning gold is super difficult because there are pure scorers that know how to how to win, and they refuse to lose. Um, not having them on the team, it kind of goes to Durant, who for the most part has kind of always been like a person that's been really good, but he's never solo handedly taken a team to the title and won. It's always, he's always needed a group of people and this group of people with him are not the best. They're not, we're not bringing our best at yep. this Olympics. And, and do we... Do we know why our best are not going? Is it because they want to be, I guess, because the NBA season extended so far last year and they started back up early and they probably um, just want to rest? Or I don't know. Each person has different reasons. You know, it's not a mandatory thing. I don't know why LeBron isn't doing it. I don't know why Curry isn't doing it. Curry said he was thinking about doing it. LeBron might just be like, yeah, I just don't want to do it because I just want to have some rest because he's 36 now. You know, and he's yeah. basically played in twelve, like twelve of like the last fifteen NBA championships. Like, <laughs> when, when was the last time he had a summer? <laughs> yeah, but you know? here's another thing to think about: you're playing for your country, though. Like, if we yeah. go down and lo- if we imagine if we lose, don't even place, and don't even get the bronze, is LeBron going to come out and be like, "Man, if I would have played, we would have probably won." Like, I wonder if the athletes think about that or you don't. You think they just don't care? I don't think it matters to Americans as much as it matters to other countries. Yeah. For like some of the things you said. is because we're not like a country. Like, we argue over the flag being flown. So we're not yeah. like a country that, like, gets behind us. It's like, yeah, let's all work together to win gold medals. I think yeah. deep down we do, but I don't think we, like, have that in us to do it. So I don't think it I don't think it really matters to like the athlete if they don't win or they're not playing and we lose. But um yeah, I think the other teams they they play defense and for basketball for NBA players that's something that they lack 9 times out of 10. 10. Okay, I think we're back online. Can you hear me? Yeah, we are in a storm right now. So, a storm of emotions <laughs> for for, yeah. our, for our country to do the best that they can do with the athletes that they got. But. Yeah, but I, I think what I was saying is, um, yeah, we we just don't play defense. The other the other places, the other countries, they teach defense, and when our players have defenders on them, it's a struggle because that's not how we play in the NBA consistently that's not how they had to play growing up so it's it's a different type of basketball 
which is more of the basketball that is, you know, more fundamental. We just have great athletes that can take us to the rack. They're not the best shooters, like pound for pound. Like you talk about the last 20 years, like the best shooters, you know, you go from like Dirk and like you got like a lot of European players. And then, of course, Curry is the best shooter, but he's not playing. So, like, I can't tell you who our, who our shooter is on the team. Um, well, it's, 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 it's got to be Durant, right? You'd say so. But then I heard, like, the whole week he was, like, throwing up, like, bricks <laughs> in the game. And he's, like, wide open. So, I, I don't even know. I would say Drew Holiday, but I'm, like, he's not a, I mean, he's not a pure shooter. So I don't yeah, know. let me look at that roster real quick because um, there's got to be somewhere. Devin Booker's a beast, though. Yeah. So what um, we're going to do is we're going to move to the next topic um, because we've talked a lot about this, and there's a lot of things that happened this week. Um, a couple weeks ago, Tampa Bay Lightning won a Stanley Cup back to back. That's all you need to know about that. Um, <laughs> the Milwaukee <laughs> Bucks won their first. NBA title in 50 years. Giannis Antebellum, don't know how to say his last name because I, I, I don't know. Who that is. One, I tried the other day. No. <laughs> no. I respect him totally as a player and a person, but let me see if I can pronounce this. There's got to be yeah. something worth phonetic to us. No, no disrespect to him. I'm not Stephen A. I <laughs> am making fun of Stephen A because what he did to the Nigerian basketball team was pretty low. What did you do with them, though? When they lost to the U.S. Uh, or when they beat the U.S. men's team. And he was, like, saying the people on the team. He just kept, like, couldn't pronounce the names. And he's like, whatever the hell their names are. Like, you can't even say them. And then, like, the Nigerian basketball Twitter, like, went after him. I was like, bro, like, don't do this. And then he had to make an apology on the air. But, um, yeah, Giannis Ante, Ante to. Kuampo. So, so it's based off of Wikipedia. It's Giannis Atetekompo. I think um, different people know. say it differently. But Giannis, he's a beast. He's probably one of the best in the NBA right now. Some say the overall best. He's won two NBA. I think he is. Yeah. yeah. He's got two brothers in the NBA. He's won two NBA regular season MVPs, and he dropped 50 in the championship game for <laughs> – for the Bucks, um, I think it might be going down as one of the least watched NBA championships, unfortunately. But I hope like this starts a lot of people watching. It was like these two teams in it. it was like Devin Booker is awesome, Giannis is awesome, Drew Holiday is awesome. You know, Chris Paul's in it. There wasn't anything to not like about these teams, except yeah. they're in small markets. Um. No, that makes sense. I mean, I actually what I'm, I'll just busy with work and everything, but it would have been great to see the Bucks play and the Suns because well, there are two teams that are new. Um, they have young stars, and I think they're led pretty well. I know that the Suns. I think the Suns' head coach is Monty Williams, right? Uh, I am not sure. So he has a pretty heartbreaking story. Uh, yeah, let me see here. I just want to make sure my fact. Yep. He's a head coach since 2019 of the Suns. So Monty Williams, if I, if my facts are correct, um, he had a pretty – in February of 16, uh, Monty Williams' wife died from a car accident in Oklahoma City. 
Uh, I think somebody crossed lanes and slammed into her and he had five kids together. Uh, I think he ended up coming out of that. You know, everybody was crying when they heard the news because I guess they were so close to that coach. He's a real good coach uh, as far as like a player's coach. And he has a good leadership. And like, even after that happened, I think he mentioned that he forgave the person who crossed the yellow line and slammed into her just because an accident's an accident. But like, it shows kind of how his heart is. And same when he won, um, when he lost to the Bucks this past couple of days, uh, I think he went into the locker room for uh, the Bucks and congratulated Giannis and how great, you know, they played. So he's, he seems like a stand up coach, which is good. And I think the Suns will be great and they'll benefit from that because. I feel like Popovich, who's now coaching the men's team for the Olympics, uh, with Popovich, I feel like he's Mr. Fundamental. Right? Like, I mean, I wonder if he shows up and sees these guys, and he's probably like, "This is terrible." I have a lot. You guys have so much talent, but nobody knows how to play defense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, probably, he just needs Tim Duncan back and Ginobili and uh, Tony Parker, and, well, who are all on different teams in the Olympics, anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um. If one of the audience members that is listening right now, if um, if they can go out and see how many years of college these players have under their belt on the U.S. team, I would be interested to see what the average is for that. Um, just because the reason why I bring that up, and I think it was Steve Kerr that mentioned that when he was with, um, Golden State this year and he said that like it's so tough to teach these kids the fundamentals because like a lot in years past you would have seven eight years of instruction and someone yelling at you to like pay attention to like the small things he's like now they don't have that they have a few years in the high school that they're barely paying attention to anymore because they're so popular and then they might have like one year in college, which they really don't pay attention to because again, they're so popular. So they don't have like this one coach over and over again, like screaming at them about like, Hey, look to your right, you know, and pass, pass that ball up, you know? So yeah. I think it's some of the, the small fundamentals are lacking on the team. But, um, and, and you know who he was really good. I know this may sound bad. People need more Bobby Knights, man. I mean, just because just they choke a couple kids every here and there, <laughs> those kids probably love that coach. Maybe not. That's, I think that's what happens across the line. And uh, I think afterwards, the team then turned on him and said he was abusive. But I think the pre-Bobby <laughs> Knight in the 70s and 80s that was successful with the Hoosiers, yeah. I think he, yeah. was, he showed a lot of heart and wanted his team to show it too. So I think it helped him succeed a little bit better. Yeah. When those kids when those kids couldn't speak for themselves, they uh... – they really performed really well. <laughs> um, Gonzaga almost <laughs> almost was the uh, first undefeated team since Bobby Knight, but that has not happened. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so some other things you've missed this week. Brady has this amazing viral moment for everybody. It is about yes. Spider-Man, Ali G, one of my favorite characters of all time. And Brady, why don't you take it away for us? And um, yeah, if you share your screen, I know I can watch it. Everybody that is listening, obviously, you're just going to have to find this um, based on Brady's recommendation. So take it away, Brady. All right, give me one second. Let me see if I can find this. You want me to share? Let me see if I can find it here. Um, 
Uh, here it is. Okay, cool beans. All right, you ready? Yep. All right, so this is coming from theinsider.com. It's like it was published this morning. It says, shocking footage. Let me see if I can share this with you. Give me one second. All right. All right, so this is coming out of London. So uh, you need to open up. Dan, the share the screen, you have to uh, enable it, I believe. I think participants. Got it. Uh, this let's is see if this works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. We're going to edit Person some of this sound this out oh, of here. Yeah. All right, here's, here's where we're at. <laughs> All right, can you see the screen, Dan? So it says shocking footage of a supermarket brawl shows a man in Spider-Man costume going berserk and knocking out a female employee. And the best <laughs> part is, this is terrible. But the crazy part is this guy is doing a full man. leg extension, doing his best Conor McGregor, uh, kicking this lady, just a Spider-Man leotards. Where's his mask? Spider-Man has a mask. <laughs> this is how Spider-Man would react if somebody took his mask <laughs> off in a public area. He would kick and punch. Let's see what it says. So this article, now just a little backdrop on uh, local slash newer media the last couple of years. I guess the writers have gotten a little bit lazy, I feel, in certain uh, articles. And this one, usually when we were growing up, I used to get C's all the time and D's on my English papers because I would not remember who, what, where, when, why, or how, right? Those are the big important details. Uh, I haven't checked this one out for that yet, but I know that a lot of articles I've been reading locally, there's no names mentioned. There's no how. We don't even know where or why. So it's only this happened. So uh, let's see what this article can tell us based off this video footage. It's very amateur. I think somebody recorded on a cell phone. It's all grainy, so you can't really tell what's going on. But the best part is in this article, we'll, we'll post the link in it as well after we're done to give insider credit so people can see the pandemonium in it. But uh, uh, police were called to a supermarket in South London after a violent brawl broke out. It shows a man dressed as Spider-Man attacking a female ESDA employee. Uh, the woman was taken to the hospital with minor injuries and five people were arrested. Uh, it said he knocked out a female employee at a British supermarket. Um, and there's no reason why. They just reported... Uh, looks like the police were called in Lavender Hill area of South London and Clapham after reports of a group of people involved in a disturbance on a Thursday night, the Metro Police uh, reported. Five people were arrested. Uh, we can show this clip real quick. I don't think you can get much out of it because I don't remember seeing much, but you can see where the spider senses were tingling, right? <laughs> Ready? <laughs> they got the kick on footage. This is 25 seconds. He's just pounding. Look at this. And then you see, watch this. <laughs> just knocks this lady out cold. Kicked her full extension, and then he grabs a pipe and starts and hitting people. Like, what her. is going on here? Everyone's just standing around filming. There's like one person trying to stop Spider-Man from savagely destroying this woman. You, I don't, I don't know. But let's watch the beginning again. So play-by-play play is there's a person in a wheelchair know. swinging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he just punches the lady. So I really want to know. And I, and then he swings a pipe. I don't know where he got this metal pipe from. He starts swinging it, and there's probably about 15 people all in this subway-looking uh, supermarket. Um, the best part is it says a video footage of the incident shows a man dressed as the Marvel superhero, so they got a shout-out, kicking a female <laughs> boy in the throat and shouting abuse at her before landing a punch and knocking her to the floor. Oh, my God, a shocked onlooker can say. It's unclear what started the fight, which is 90% of what we want to know is why this happened and who was it. 
Uh, other video, videos from the incident show a man dressed as Sasha Baron Cohen's Ali G character and a woman in a Bavarian, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, Derndell dress fighting employees and onlookers in the supermarket stock room. So they're in the stock room. Were they all showing up for Halloween early or something? I don't know. Um, and then it says, even a man in a wheelchair is seen throwing punches. So something must have really saved <laughs> me off. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that guy's just walking around trying to shop, grab what he needs to get and get out of there. And somebody just starts throwing punches there. So, um, so yeah, hopefully next week um, we can have more information on Spider-Man's arrest. Um, maybe they'll release his name. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, we need to put a little ruin follow up on yeah, this. I'm going to spoiler alert everybody. It's Peter Parker. You're going <laughs> to find out next week. That Peter Parker was, <laughs> was arrested. <laughs> He's going to go by PD parts <laughs> just to cover up his name. But it says, so in case people wonder what happened, um, 31 year old man, I'm guessing this is Superman was, or Spider-Man was arrested on suspicion of, uh, actual bodily harm, grievous uh, bodily harm, affray, and violent disorder. Uh, meanwhile, two other guys, 35 and 37, and two women, 17 to 18, were also arrested. All five remain in custody, and then a woman in her 20s was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. Five others were treated at the scene. So what I'm guessing is there's some sort of drug usage somewhere between these people going nuts. I don't know if somebody owed money, but it would be very interesting to see if somebody uh, kissed MJ. And uh, set him off. <laughs> Let's see here. But that's all we have today uh, as far as the video. Uh, Dan, did you want me to send you this link? Let me post it for you. Uh, that way people could kind of chime in on this and uh, we okay. could get the cause of the matter. All right. Some other things that happened in the last week. Um, Britney Spears has a saga going on. For those of you that remember Britney Spears, she's famous for singing and dancing. And being crazy. And now yeah, Britney Spears. Out, yeah, yeah, now we're finding out a lot of the craziness is because her family, like her dad and all that stuff, were like feeding her drugs by like court orders. So she couldn't say anything about it. And I don't know how crazy it's going to get, but it's like in the courts and all this stuff. Basically, she's been like a drug celebrity being forced to work like 368 days a week or days a year, just like crazy stuff. Going and on. I know what you're thinking. There's only 365 in a year, but they got her working such a crazy hard schedule that she's working an additional three a year on top <laughs> of that. Now I think, uh, I honestly, I know a lot, it's going to piss a lot of people off. I think she does have some mental disorders. I think she, it's, it may not all be her, but I definitely think she's either bipolar or something, something either snapped or she's in some sort of uh, frantic state. I'm not sure what she's diagnosed with, but it's kind of sad to see just because it seems like she's a decent person. Uh, and I don't know if they're actually taking her money and spending it all and just kind of letting her stay there. If it's something to keep her safe, I'm not sure. So that's interesting. Yeah. But I heard like they were controlling relationships and stuff. I kind of want to see what like past boyfriends have thought about this scenario. Um, well, Kevin Federline and her were only, 
Well, her boyfriends were only a couple months at a time, right? Wasn't Federal? I know they were there a couple months. And then they, yeah, they married, and I think they might have had a kid or two. Okay. And she promote she like made an album for him, like a rap album. Well, I don't even want to get into that because that's a whole different uh, <laughs> ball game. But she owes so much money to child. She has to pay him for child uh, child support for their kids, and I think it's up to like two or three million dollars a year just to give. For just raising the two kids, that is amazing. So it's really wild that uh, you know, well, I mean, now it makes more sense now considering he's probably raising the kids while she's doing what she's doing. But it's just kind of weird that if people took if they ever took advantage of her, or if they actually yeah, he's getting issues. Yeah, he's getting twenty thousand in a month in support. No, I think he gets two hundred thousand a month. Hold on, let's look this up. Um, no, I got it from Wikipedia, which is has a um, let's see, twenty five according to TMZ. Yeah. she pays him sixty thousand a month in child support is what he requested, and he only brings in two to three thousand a month himself. I would do so many things for twenty thousand dollars a month. <laughs> yep, twenty thousand a month. <laughs> um. Yeah, wow. so stay tuned for that because we will keeping you updates because last week tonight, but better, we'll be giving you everything you need to know to talk to your friends at the water cooler on Monday. Um, <laughs> some world happenings, not much happened besides the Olympics in the world, um, as far as I know. Um, you should all be aware of what's happened in Haiti, and that's about it. I think it's late July. People are on vacation and not focusing as much. But let's see what yeah. other new things are going on. There's yeah. got to be something coming up. Yeah, the southern oh. hemisphere, it's cold, so not much is going on there. They're not going up. What do you think? I don't think we've just, we've covered it yet since it's kind of early and it's a couple weeks out. The NFL this year, how, who's is it going to be the Chiefs and the Bucks again for the Super Bowl? Uh, time will tell. The only The thing I do know is – Tom Brady is more of a god than we thought possible when the dude plays on a torn ACL or MCL for a whole season and <laughs> wins the Super Bowl. And, you know, other people, they land on it and they're, they got to get carried off. This dude practiced, played, got hit, probably played with his kids all on a torn – Kissed his son on the mouth still. <laughs> Ligament? <laughs> Like, that's incredible. Well, here's what's crazy about it, though, is um, either that, which you said, or he has the greatest publicist out there that just makes up a headline saying, oh, by the way, to make your legacy even that much greater, let's just say you blew your knee out in, like, week three and you played the whole time. That could be true. Um, did you see the video of him today? Yeah, uh, was throwing it? the ball. Yeah, so he throws a ball into one of the um, football hoppers perfectly, and then it shoots it back to him. And then he throws it back in a second time, and then throws it back to him. And then he goes back like five, ten yards, throws it again. It goes perfectly in and knocks the machine over. And he's just like, like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) I don't know how much of that's digitally manipulated. Some of it may be like, that's pretty incredible. If he can do it, I'm sure he can do it to a certain extent, but from – that accurate to go in like a four inch uh, spot each time, like 20 yards, 30 yards away. I mean, I don't know how the Patriots got rid of the guy. I don't know what happened <laughs> there, but 
they dropped the ball somewhere to, to not get another year or two out of them, you know? Yeah. If we could do that, I would be like, you're playing until you can't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the accuracy of that is incredible. Yeah. Um, all right. So just the last few things for last week tonight, but better. The worst of the worst, we said wildfires um, in California, which are, again, probably going to hit some record numbers. Unfortunately, this is happening. I want to say California. I mean, Oregon and Idaho. And Arizona, I think, has some issues, too. Yeah. Um, It's been so bad in Oregon that us on the East Coast are getting the smoke. Wow. Uh, How did So how does that even make sense? Uh, It's flying, I guess, staying north? Yeah. I mean, just the slight breeze, how much smoke you have, plus a good breeze, and that travels far. Which, I guess, if you wanted to disprove flat earth theorists, you could be like, you know what? I want to start a fire in China. (laughs) And you stand here in Seattle. And if it doesn't get to you, then I guess you're right. If it gets yeah. to you, then I'm right. <laughs> but that, I'll I pick know. a spot on the west part of the flat globe, and I will go to the east part of the flat Earth, and you know, <laughs> and do that. Well, it'd be interesting though, because wouldn't what part of the globe do they suggest is the ends of the globe? Like, is yeah. there like is Japan one end, and then California is the other end? There's got to be if it's going to be on a straight you know, just level thing and there's a beginning and end. Where, where's that at? That's what I want yeah. to say. And I don't, and I don't know if they use our standard globes that, you know, has that. I don't know. Someone will have to get a, someone that believes in this and thinks they have the facts to ask them these questions. Uh, maybe well, they can, they can jump on I, the show. I got a globe right here. So check this out. It's my bourbon glass <laughs> that Danny got me. Uh, it was the Berlin wedding from November of uh, 17, I believe. And it has the globe. But I'm guessing there's this big area over here in the Pacific that's pretty much nothing there. Maybe it starts there and ends there, but I don't know. I don't get. I don't know the whole uh, flat earth thing. I don't understand how they got to that knowledge. If you know someone that believes in the flat earth, let us interview them. Because I'm too lazy to look it up and figure out what they're talking about. Yes. But we definitely need somebody that's been studying it and highly agrees on it so we can at least get their side of it. Yes. Um, now, closing out this amazing podcast episode, I have, I'm going to share my screen with you. And this, to me, is the best of the best. And we should get some music to bring these in from now on. Um. Ready? As you see my screen, the headline says, Horrifying Robot Plays Basketball at the Olympics. Oh, man. It is one hideous-looking robot. But are you ready for it, Brady? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of nervous about this. How bad is this going to go? Let's see. And this robot is shooting three. It takes a bit of time for it to aim. That would be blocked easily. Boom. Buckets. Oh. Put him on the U.S. basketball team and we will <laughs> yeah. win gold. Now you know right? what? he. So he's not he's done yet. 
He's not done yet. He's going to take a half court shot because you know it wouldn't be called the best of the best if he only made a three. So basically, we can save millions of dollars from these athletes to just have robots playing for a lot <laughs> price, right? That's the future, right? Instead of paying fifty to a hundred million per wow, and you can shoot. I wonder how his uh, jumper is. Um, I don't know if he can jump. <laughs> I don't know if he can drive. With I don't know if he can dribble. All I know is that he can be a spot shooter. So he's like Ray Allen. Yeah, but you got to give him like 10 to 20 seconds to adjust whatever me- mechanism he has to shoot the shot. That'll speed up over time. The one, the funny thing is, is if, it's just, if he gets a jump shot and falls, that whole court's going to be scratched to hell. People are going to be pissed off because you have to replace the, the panels all the time from the scratched metal robot. Yeah. yeah. So here's <laughs> some replies. One guy, Zoe, says, First, it starts with this. Then they start making Arnold Schwarzenegger cyborgs as assassins. <laughs> it's getting there. Um, no, and then what's the other one? There's got to be some good ones here. Yeah. And then some guy. Uh, let's some see. people really broke it down. Put a Team USA on it and give it in minutes. <laughs> that was this morning. Somebody put it on there right away. <laughs> Somebody said I blocked the F out of that slow ass release. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, he would get five seconds before you would block it. So <laughs> you would jump over him and not know when his timing was. Imagine if his timing's only load management and do, doing it, plugging in it. And <laughs> James Harden still wouldn't defend him. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one with the Austin family? What's that? Oh, okay. that's good. Yeah, a lot of Team USA needs to sign him up jokes. <laughs> Takes about as long to shoot a free throw as Giannis. <laughs> That's awesome to see. Forklifts will be a big three-pointers over the court. I bet Ben Simmons is pissed. <laughs> 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 so last thing before we get off, what happened with that with Ben Simmons? Did he just forget how to shoot or is he always that bad? Um... I don't know. The, the Oh, it is downpouring right now. The U.S. Yeah. has a – or Philly has a problem with drafting people, and then they can't shoot. Um, it's, 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 yeah, it's it true. It like, started with Simmons and Fultz. Yep. I don't know what's going on, if it's just bad luck. But they haven't gotten, like, pure shooters in the draft, it doesn't seem like. So I don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons, if it's – He's just 18 years old, 19 years old when he came in and hasn't had people teaching him. And he just hasn't had 30,000 shots. I don't know. Well, it's one of those things. Um, what ha- hey, what happened to Fultz? Where's he on the Magic? He's on the Magic, probably killing it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a triple-double machine now. Within three months, he just said he hated Philly. And then he rolled out and then dominated. But I don't know. I haven't heard much of his name, but I haven't ever... I haven't really followed the magic in 25 years since Hedge Jack, man. I don't know if they're any good or not. But I can tell you right now better. when I'm going to the team. I know they're getting better than they were because I think they were like the worst team for a long time a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, the crazy thing is he's only like 20, 23, he's 23 years old right now. Who, Fultz? <laughs> yeah. What and about the is, other guy? Dude, he has a ridiculous amount of tattoos. Um Markel Fultz. Well, he came in the league at like 18. I'll show you to it right now. Look. 
You see him? Look at how many tattoos that dude has accumulated over his body. Take a look again. Holy crap. And his shooting has not improved, except free throws. <laughs> wow, 39 I don't know what that's based on. That, that's a really good. He's a 90% free throw shooter. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think that was his issue throws, before. But how many free throws did he take? That's what they don't tell you. Did he take three? <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's crazy about it, though, look up. Wanna... So he's, I guess, does it show what he's doing? Oh, his best NBA performances were like 15 points. Yeah, nothing recently. Here we go. Season. He averaged 27 uh, points a game. No, uh, minutes per game. Of course, game. it doesn't show me. Let's see some advanced stats. Terrible, why make, dude. Why, I need to go off on them. Why is it so difficult to see basic stuff on your sport? I got to go to two pages to see how many free throws this dude took in a season. What they the purposely hell, hide man? his stuff. What's crazy yeah, is he's the first game. overall. He's the first overall in the in the draft in seventeen, and he's averaging twelve points a game. Is like fourth or fifth year in the league, so he's not really cutting it for a first round, the first pick overall. He took nineteen free throws in the season. Hey, I mean, I guess he's look at his percentage though. He made seventeen of them, so he's gotten better at that. You start off at 47%. How do you make it to the NBA shooting under 50% and your name is not Will Chamberlain? I don't get it. <laughs> what's, then, what's disappointing is how much money he just made. <laughs> well, how much <laughs> did he make? Uh, yeah, you're looking that up. He scored 103 points on the season. In eight and games, so he must have been was, hurt. Yeah, he was minus 29, which means while he was on the court, the other team scored 29 more points for the season. The season. Every yeah, season, so. he's been negative, except his first season. When the Sixers had a bomb-ass squad, he barely played. Yeah. So the guy's just not good. I don't care what you say. It's five years in the league. He's not going to be an all-star overnight at 12 points. I mean, I don't even know. Oh, Michael Carter-Williams is there. So it looks like the Magic are the Sixers – Basically, it's their Houston Rockets Sixers thing where they always trade back and forth because there's a couple of uh, old Sixers on there, huh? This is what I don't understand. How do you not have a photo of a player on the team? Because <laughs> he's pending uh, charges of something that they have to cut him tomorrow, you know? So let's see here. <laughs> oh, who was um, the Cavaliers' first pick? Now, is he still playing in the league? Um. He was the one that LeBron left, and then they took him like eight or nine years ago. Anthony Johnson, something like that. Anthony Anthony Edwards, I think. Yeah, I think that's him. He was the first pick overall for the Cavs, right? Let me look him up. Yep. Oh, no, he's 19. Now, this guy, Anthony Edwards, was just drafted last year. He's the first overall pick. Is he any good, though? I don't know. I am looking up since I'm a UNC fan. I was looking up Cole Anthony, who just left um, UNC after his first season. I'm like, oh, how'd he do this year? Yeah. <laughs> like, should he have stayed in college? And the yeah, answer, but then probably. sometimes they can get hurt too. That's what it is. Anthony Bennett. Remember him? He was drafted in 13 when LeBron went to the Heat. Yeah, I think LeBron went to the Heat sometime there. 
And he was actually only played about four or five years in the league, and then I think he's now on a Turkish uh, team. Mm-hmm. But he probably made some money, so. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast on everything. Um, you can catch us at the podcast on everything.com or any major app that has the podcast, that has podcasts. If you want to check us out on Spotify, go to the podcast and everything.com first. Um, Spotify's search engine actually is pretty shitty. As great as what they are, it is a pretty shitty search engine unless um, you pay them to kind of promote you. So uh, as of right now, I'm not doing that. So (laughs) you can check me out on anything else and you can still catch me out on Spotify, but just go to the website to get the link for Spotify um for that but um be tuned for more episodes if you have not listened to the episode 50 it is probably the highlight of um this podcast history so far as in i had a guy that sold seven million records and appeared on the show and has a lot of great insights and motivational things to uh think about so check that out as the episode right before this one. And it's a very good episode. He's very uh, – he talks in depth about how you know he went through the time and now he's doing a lot more other things. So it's good to see life after success to see how people uh, adjust with it, which is pretty interesting here. Yeah, but um, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later.